Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on Double K Country. Again, a reminder, coming up here shortly, we've got Missouri Tiger basketball for you. Missouri, uh, again, in St. Louis, taking on the Illini of Illinois. And uh, that uh, airtime is at 7.30 tonight, so uh, coming up shortly. And uh, tip-off is 8 o'clock. If you're looking for Missouri Tiger football, again, it will have just kicked off, or will be shortly, actually, at 7 o'clock. As, uh, of course, they're taking on Army. That game's going to be on AM 1240 KNEM and 99.9 FM. Pre-game's already underway. But right now, on this segment of Tiger Talk, we talk boys basketball. Basketball, Nevada Tiger and basketball coach Sean Gray, of course, uh, like the Lady Tigers, are now into their holiday break. And uh, Sean, uh, um, it always seems like we just get cranked up and then this two-week break hits. But I'm sure after a month of practice and uh, as you had four weeks of practice before you got, got a chance to play a game, and I'm sure that uh, it's not a bad idea to take a little time off and uh, and get ready to really hit the grind in January and February. Yeah, Mike, it's uh, the, the days we've had here thus far and then the days we'll have after Christmas are – Something we always look forward to, and after uh, this is one of the ha, this has been one of the busier uh, December's that we've had. You know, we used to play six or seven games pre Christmas. Uh, now the way our schedule set up, we play eight, and uh, it was it was boom 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 there for a while, and uh, it was we learned a lot about ourselves, and uh, we feel like we got better in that time frame but we're really looking forward to the break we think it will be really productive for us well i'm sure you're looking forward to it uh, unfortunately you do go in at zero and eight but maybe coming off uh, of your best performance of the season other than frontenac game uh when you uh, lose in overtime to rogers heritage here's a team in heritage uh, out of uh, rogers arkansas who just beat web city uh, uh not handily but beat them pretty solidly last night at their place so this is a good basketball team and you take them to overtime on saturday only to lose 57 51 but uh you have had it right there again, ready for the taking, and they got you at overtime, and then they they dominated the overtime. But obviously, a good solid performance, though. We were really pleased uh, with our efforts on Saturday down there. Um, Coach Olson after the game, and, and not that there's any solace in this, but he said, "Coach, he said you guys deserve to win that game. You outplayed us in, in every aspect." And I don't know if that's 100 percent true, but it was another night, Mike, where the free throw percentage was not where we knew it could have been, and. Uh, we've shot a lot of free. We always shoot a lot of free throws, and and not to get too hung up on this for a minute, but we pride ourselves in out shooting our opponents percentage wise year in and year out. Every year, uh, when the season ends, we look at our free throw percentage versus our opponents, and every year we shoot a better percentage than our opponents overall. And that just has not been the case this year. And uh, it's something that I think our guys are taking to heart. And sometimes, you know, those tough losses are some of the best teachers that you can have. And um, unfortunately, it's we've lost a couple that we think would have went the other way if we would have shot more free throws or, or made more free throws more specifically. This was another one of those. But overall, pleased with our effort. And it was another night where we really defended well in the half court. And fortunately, what, the thing that gave us a chance to win is we didn't have the we, – we turned it over some, but the live ball turnovers didn't lead to easy points for Heritage like – we had seen so much earlier in the year that, that had plagued us. So, yeah, overall it was a good effort. Well, I had a good chunk of that ball game uh, after trailing 12-10 at the end of the first quarter, led by four at half, led, still led by a three at the end of the third quarter. And uh, then they just uh, made enough plays there in regulation to get the game tied at uh, at 47-all. Come out in the, in the overtime, and they do outscore you 10-4. Uh, to 4. What was the difference in the overtime? You had a miss, and then they kind of got a little run, and then from there they just took over at the free throw line. Yeah, so they they got the opening tip and got it to the corner quick, and Jeremiah was our back man. Who Jeremiah does a ton of good things for us, uh, one of our most impactful players. Him guarding 20 feet from the basket is not 
an ideal situation for us. He took away the three, which was his job, but they scored a quick layup off the mm-hmm. opening tip. We come down and get a miss. They score again. And then you dig yourself, you know, you, you get down by three or four points early in an overtime that's only four minutes long to begin with. Now it changes your style of play. And, and our style of play this year is more of a grinded out, uh, long offensive possessions, make them get tired of playing offense and take take a below average shot on there. And then you get, get in a hole in overtime and you can't really play that style. So unfortunately we had to play their style of play in the overtime and that did not work out for us. Highly competitive. I recorded 13 ties and 11 lead changes uh, in the ball game. It, of the six games of the Four States Challenge on Saturday at Webb City, it was part of that. By far the most uh, competitive game of the day, most entertaining probably. Uh, so a lot of pride in that. And you had a couple of guys who probably turned in their best performances of the season in Jeremiah Collins with 14 points. He did foul out in overtime, but you know, no shame in losing and fouling out in overtime. That happens. And then Bryce Budd with 12 really uh, kind of put the team on his shoulders in the fourth quarter he did and I thought Bryce's motor was as high as it's been from start to finish and then I don't think he had a turnover if he if he did he maybe only had one but that's one thing we've been talking a lot with Bryce about is just play hard but without trying to force things and I I mean I thought he made a ton of hustle plays for us got to some loose balls some offensive rebounds knocked down some shots like we know that he can and then didn't force things with the ball in his hands was was patient and strong with it, limited those turnovers. Uh, That was by far his best game of the year for us, something I think he can build on going forward. And then Jeremiah has a load on the offensive glass and uh, was able to stick those back in. And he's getting to where he is more comfortable finishing at a few different angles around the basket. And a lot more of those offensive rebounds are resulting in points for him. Um, And again, if he can stay out of foul trouble, which that was maybe the thing that got us in the front in that game, he just was not in the game very much. Uh, when he's in the game for us, he's a difference maker defending the rim, and then he's a difference maker cleaning up the offensive glass for sure. So, uh, yeah, those those two were really big for us. I know you don't want to dwell on this point, but just to go back and just kind of revisit it just a minute, 5 of 13 from the free throw line, um, 16 points off of turnovers for for, uh, for Heritage. You had six, uh, 18 turnovers uh, to their nine. Oh, those, are the, those are the numbers that really kind of stick out. Free throw-wise, has, has it become mental or is it still just physical? It's a little bit of both, Mike. Guys who are solid free throw shooters, above average free throw shooters, are not getting it done in games. And, again, I talked about how every year we're a better free throw shooting team than our opponents year in and year out. We've done the same things. We we tie conditioning to free throws in practice. Uh, we shoot free throws under game-like situations when our legs are tired. Um, we run down and backs uh, for every miss during our free throw segment. And then at the end of the practice, uh, we pick guys who we feel like will be in that situation. to, to end. We don't end practice until guys knock them down. So we've done a lot of those same things that we always do it's just not resulted in games. So we've amped it up even a little bit here over Christmas break. Um, more time dedicated to it than ever before. Um, and not only more time, but maybe more of an emphasis on when you do shoot those free throws in practice, put yourself in a situation that it is a game situation. It is a fourth quarter. It is an overtime. And you're never going to simulate it 100% the same way. But if you try, if you if if you really try to put yourself in that situation, the reps you're getting are more meaningful, and and hopefully these this two weeks of those more meaningful reps for us mentally uh, lead to an improvement 
uh, whenever we get back in January. Defensively, pretty solid ball game. You only gave up 47 points in regulation. Uh, they got 10 of their 57, obviously, in the overtime. And uh, Micah Hill came in, a highly touted uh, player, he ends up with 11 points, but had a fairly quiet 11 points. He had some, a little bit of foul trouble he had to deal with, but uh, really wasn't uh, the factor that could have been in that ball game. Oh, our guys did a great job on him. Um, had a couple 30-point ball games, had a – a game where he made nine three-pointers. We did not allow him to make a three. He got one or two clean looks that he missed, but the other looks that he took were highly contested. He got a couple things in transition, but did a good job on him. Unfortunately, they had a couple guys step up, especially late in the game for him. Uh, number three and number 13 hit a couple shots that, that were really key for them, and uh, that's what ended up, I thought, you know, as, as good as we played at different points and we missed free throws. Those guys that hit those shots late for him uh, allowed him to come back and tie it and then uh, finish the job in overtime. Yeah, Noah Green, one of those players talking about, he ended up with 18 points, a 5'11 senior, and uh, had two threes in that fourth quarter. And he kind of picked them up in, in that fourth quarter when when they needed it. But we talked on pregame and then again on postgame, when you're going into a break like you're going into, you, you know, no matter the outcome, you want to feel good about the performance. And probably other than the free throw line, uh, you, you probably felt really good about uh, what you did on Saturday. We do, Mike, and our guys know that there are, that we can build on some of these things and and we can convert some of these efforts that we've had. Some of these similar efforts can be converted into wins in January and February if we just keep getting better, build on the positives, and then improve those negatives like the turnovers, like the free throw shooting. One thing we were most pleased with is we dominated the glass mm-hmm. on Saturday, something that wasn't always the case in the Carthage tournament we were really good on the boards and then uh, while the turnover numbers were a little higher we weren't allowing points to be scored off those turnovers so you know you get a turnover if you if you have a 10 second count you get a turnover for a five second count obviously uh, you travel you lose it out of bounds those are all turnovers but those are not turnovers that absolutely kill you because you get to reset your defense after those turnovers it's those turnovers up in between the circles that they get runouts on and they, they really put you on your heels on that have really been our Achilles heel. And so huddle does not keep track of dead ball versus live ball turnovers, but the live ball turnovers were much lower. We've just got to keep moving in that direction. Practices are emphasized on those things, and, and I've got no doubt that, that we'll be better uh, in January at those things. Yeah, 37-18 advantage in the rebounding department, and they only pick up four offensive rebounds, so no second opportunities uh, on second chance opportunities off the glass anyway. So good performance there. and uh, But, uh, uh, again, did drop the game, so we'll go to 0-8 on the season. But you get a chance now to get back into the gym for a while. You've uh, been practicing early this week. Now you're off on, on to break. So that's before we talk about the break and then what you're going to do when you get back. Since you didn't have a game to prepare for, really, what did you what did you spend the last two days doing? Shot a lot of free throws. Uh, <laughs> did a lot of our ball security drills, where you know turnovers equal points for the other team, turnovers equal conditioning, um, and then just tried to get sharper on some of our sets. You know, we have all that practice before we play our first game. Mm-hmm. Then we start playing, and and it seems like a lot of your practice is just game prep, game prep, game prep. Now we can start to sharpen some of the things, you know, some of our offensive sets, some of our defensive rotations. So, yeah, not not focused on any opponent, focused on who our biggest opponent is, and that's ourselves. And that was actually the quote of the day today was, you know, the, you know, I think 
Bobby Knight said, you're not playing against an opponent, you're playing against the game of basketball. And John Wooden said, you know, your greatest opponent is not across from you, he's between your own ear. A lot of different mm-hmm. quotes like that. That's what we've been emphasizing with our guys, making ourselves do the little things right all the time. The 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 use a pass fake before you make a pass. The the be strong with the ball, pivot, um, focus at the free throw line. All, offensively, make sure we're setting good screens, make sure we're waiting on screens, making sure that we not only know what our job is in an offensive set, but what the other four guys' jobs or roles are in an offensive set. Because it's one of the great things about the game of basketball, one of the most beautiful things, is when all five guys are working in unison. We haven't always seen that to this point in the year. And uh, that's that's really where our focus lies over over the Christmas break. So now that uh, the time we're talking, you've already had, you've had your last uh, practice uh, before Christmas, and uh, and now you're off for a while. So what is the plan, and uh, when do they get back and uh, get ready for the second half of the season? It's obviously not quite halfway, but uh, theoretically the second half of the season. Yeah. So the way Christmas falls this year, our guys really are going to get a bigger chunk of time off than than typically. You know, normally three or four days off is all we like to give, but we might, in years past, give you know two to four days off over Christmas, two to four days off over New Year's. The way New Year's falls and where we turn right around and play Clinton on the third, uh, this year we're giving them, I think it's five days, let's see. So we're going to give them Thursday off, obviously Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday off also. The weight room's open Monday, but that's it. And then we'll we'll come back on Tuesday, at the Tuesday after Christmas, to get back to work. So we've told our guys, use this time to recharge your batteries a little bit. Don't... Don't just sit on the couch and do nothing. Get The weather's going to be beautiful. Get outside. Uh, go out with family. Go out with friends. Uh, do some things. Be active. Enjoy this time with your friends and family. Kind of recharge not only the batteries physically, but also mentally and emotionally as well. And then show back up You know, Monday if they can, get in the weight room. And then Tuesday, really ready to just uh, start this. what is really the second two-thirds of the season. But like you said, what we look at is the second half of the season. Uh, a clean slate, a fresh opportunity, show up excited and eager uh, to get to work for that. You will get ready then for uh, Clinton, as you said. That'll be your first game back on Monday, January the 3rd. That will be a, a home date for uh, Nevada on the, the 3rd of January against the Cardinal team. Uh, right now, they're also into a holiday break. They uh, they just finished up uh, earlier this week with a win over Sherwood, and a, uh, a team that does not have a win in Sherwood, but 58-23. Prior to that, they had gone one and or a two and a one and two rather in their MRVC tournament, uh, playing in the consolation bracket. So they'll go they'll go in at three and five. Uh, again, here we go, though, a district opponent. So uh, talk about the Cardinals and uh, uh, again, it's two weeks off, but uh, I'm sure you got a little bit of a word on them. And what do you expect when we see them again on Monday, January third? Yeah, we've got uh, I think two or three films on the on these guys, and. Uh, they do have three wins. They beat El Dorado in, a, in an overtime game, um, beat Excelsior Springs, beat Sherwood. And, you know, I would say that, you know, they, they do not play the same schedule we play, Mike. And that's mm-hmm. while as brutal as our schedule has been, um, we we like that challenge. We like the fact that, that we play a tough schedule early on because we do feel like it prepares us. And um, Clinton likes to shoot the ball from outside. Uh, they've got a couple guys that have that had some hot shooting nights. And in years past, that's kind of what we've noticed from then is the three-point line and then turnovers. That's how they want to score their points. So if we can take care of the ball, not turn it over, and then not allow their set shooters to shoot open threes, we really feel like we can limit them offensively. They're a team we've had a lot of success uh, against over the years, 
But like we've talked to our groups about before, years past don't matter. It doesn't matter if we've never lost to a team. It doesn't matter if we've you know, beat teams handily in years past. The score zero zero 0-0 when the game starts. And um, this should be a highly competitive game. They've got three wins. We've got none. Uh, it's, it's, it's a game, Mike, we feel like if we play to our full potential at home, uh, that the, it's a game we we can definitely have success in, and uh, our guys are excited to really start the, the, the new season, so to speak, on January 3rd. And I think those schedules are very important because I'm sure they're sitting over seeing Nevada's not – the Nevada we've seen the last few years uh, sitting at 0-8, but as we joked about the other day, you, in eight games you've only played two games against teams from the state of Missouri. <laughs> you've, been, yep. you've been out there uh, playing a highly competitive schedule, and uh, so team, people have to dig a little bit deeper to, to, see, to kind of get a read on this matchup. Oh, they absolutely do, and I – Coach Ty and I have talked about, you know, what schedules, what records would be playing different schedules. And, and you know, some years you go north and, and things look a certain way. And some years you go south, things look a certain way. And this being the weirdest year we've had as far as playing out of area teams. You know, in the Carthage tournament, we didn't really see any local team in that, which is a little bit by design. They, mm-hmm. they, they try to avoid that. But um, I, we really feel like we've got an advantage over a lot of teams. And we feel like we'll have an advantage over Clinton on January 3rd given the fact that we've played a tougher schedule than a lot of other people in the area. Even though it's going to be two months before the district tournament starts, so when this game is played, it's still an important ball game because it is a head-to-head against two teams that could be jockeying for an important spot in the bracket. It is, Mike. and I haven't looked in the last maybe three or four days, but I, I think I looked before maybe last Thursday or Friday. And no, I don't think there was a, a team that just had a – fabulous records in our district and and while there are some teams that I think are going to be pretty tough by the time the end of the season comes around that head-to-head against district opponents matters and and especially the closer you get to the district tournament I think those games matter so it's an opportunity for us to really help ourselves no doubt well, we'll look forward to that matchup. Again, that's a triple header, by the way, uh, with the uh, with the C team and as well as JV and, uh, vars- and varsity all playing on the same night on that Monday, January 3rd. We haven't really spent a lot of time talking about your younger teams. How do you feel like they're developing? We like our younger groups a lot. and This is a little bit of an odd year in that we haven't been able to, to keep our groups separated and together the way that we've liked to in, in recent years. Our, our numbers are good. We've got 29 or 30 kids out uh, for the team. But anytime you have to play younger guys up, that discombobulates your freshmen on the freshman team, mostly sophomores with a few juniors on the junior varsity team. It, it, it discombobulates that a little bit. So we've got a mix. Um, you know, there are some nights, a lot of nights, we play a C-team type game that's a combination of freshmen with some other underclassmen. Uh we do like we do feel like there are guys who after a year or two in the program of really working on their game and, and learning the game better are going to be nice varsity players for us there's not there, there, there's no one that we feel like you know is let's just be honest we've had guys like a clay game and like mm-hmm. a Logan Applegate in, in years past that as freshmen were already huge impact players and they weren't playing out of necessity necessarily. From the team perspective, they were playing because that their skills were at that level. And they were contributing on teams that were winning a lot of games, competing for conference and district championships. The freshmen that we have this year, I'll, several future varsity players, some guys we've already seen Leo and Jack, uh, Jack Cheney and Leo Gaiman step in and, and play varsity. They're going to be really nice players for us. Um, 
unfortunately this year it's a little bit out of necessity from the team aspect, you know. And so we're trying to get guys as many minutes as we can uh, to where they're playing meaningful minutes. So we don't want to have a kid sit on the varsity bench and never get to play and not be the only place he plays. So some of the guys that dress varsity for us to gain that experience, they're playing three or four quarters of junior varsity basketball. And then some of the guys on the junior varsity bench that don't get a lot of playing time, they're playing three or four quarters of C-team basketball. So we're trying to get guys a lot of playing time, a lot of experience, um, so that they can just get better and better. And, and uh, we, we like our young guys, and, and we think that they're going to have a lot of success um, as they progress throughout their careers in Nevada Tiger basketball. Well, I know you've been kind of, you've been, we've been talking about, you've been targeting January and February as that time where you're going to really hopefully show the fruits of your labor and, 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 uh, and the improvement. And uh, there are, there are games coming up that uh, are out there for the taking, that's for sure. And uh, so I'm sure this is, you're anxious to get to January. I'm sure you're ready for your break, but I'm sure you're anxious to get to that January schedule because there are some opportunities out there. Yeah, we just want to get better every single day. And, and we feel like if we do get better every single day in practice that there will and, and improve on the, in those areas that are really biting us right now, that we can transform some of these really solid efforts uh, from losses into mm-hmm. wins. And, again, win-loss record does not always indicate a team's level of success. Success is how close did you get to reaching your full potential. And, uh, we feel like this group – is getting closer and closer to that. We want to see how close we can get to that full potential in January. And yeah, I'm, almost, I'm wondering almost if uh, the way the team played on Saturday, how well they played, if you almost wish you just had a game again in a couple of days rather than two weeks. Well, you, you never know, but we were we were ready for the break, and it, it was a good effort to, to spring us forward into this break. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy it, uh, and you're officially on your holiday break now that this program is done So for, for the next couple of weeks. So enjoy. Enjoy the kids, and uh, enjoy Christmas, and uh, we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. We will, Mike. We wish you guys a Merry Christmas as well, and uh, we'll see you in January. Absolutely. That's Nevada Tiger head coach Sean Gray. We come back wrestling with head coach Forrest Drury. Derek Campbell has that conversation. Now I'll come back and wrap it up on Tiger Talk on Double K Country.